Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. We're talking about one of my favorite topics now, which is how we can live our best life as we get older. My guest is Dr. Ann Kaiser-Stearns. She's the author of the national best-selling book, Living Through Personal Crisis. And her brand new book is Redefining Aging, A Caregiver's Guide to Living Your Best Life. The author of the national best-selling book, Living Through Personal Crisis, published in seven languages, Ann Kaiser-Stearns is a professor of behavioral science at the Community College of Baltimore County. She has received excellence in teaching awards from the Maryland Psychological Association, Johns Hopkins University, and Loyola University of Maryland. Welcome, Anne, Dr. Stearns. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Yeah, this is great. So let's first talk, and I'd love to talk about this, about the stereotype threat of ageism that's in a way similar to racism and sexism. It really is. You know, if you are a real smart little black kid and you have a white teacher, you are three times less likely to be identified as gifted. And the threat is that little kid is apt to not believe he's bright and not want to be in that accelerated math class. Well, the same thing works with respect to aging. There are all these messages out there that really uh, present a false idea of aging. They're advertising catheters and chairlifts and medications, and there are women writhing on the floor uh, calling out, help, help, for medic alert, Mm -hmm. and that presents a tremendously inaccurate view of aging. As a matter of fact, uh, if you ask 70-year-olds, and a study was done around the world asking 70-year-olds when was their happiest time in life, they say right now. A majority say right now. And you know, you don't. Uh, people think, oh, if I just live long enough, I'll get Alzheimer's. Well, the reality is if you live to be 90, you still have only a 40 or 50% chance of developing dementia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting. And many times, don't you think it's because people 70 plus have lived their life, they have more freedom now than they did before? I think so, but the studies are also showing we're taking better care of ourselves. Yes. Most of yes. us are getting more exercise, and mm-hmm. the studies are showing if you walk 30 minutes a day, uh, you grow gray matter in between your late 60s and into your late 70s. And you cut your risk of Alzheimer's in half. If you have a healthy brain at 69 and you walk from six to nine miles a week, you literally cut your risk of Alzheimer's in half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, I just interviewed Dr. Daniel Amen, who wrote the book called Brain Rescue, Rescue, Memory Rescue. Yeah, and he did say that you really can, you know, you can retrain your brain at any age, but that there is a high risk of dementia uh, among us. So, and what would be the normal aging? And, and what are the early signs of dementia? You know, if you forget a person's name, is that normal? It's absolutely normal. And all you have to do is ask a 20-year-old if they have trouble remembering names. And, and you'll see they have trouble, too. Um, yes. Uh, well, let's say if you walk to the bedroom and you forget what you came after from the time you went from the kitchen to the bedroom, that's normal aging. If you Mm -hmm. lose your keys, where did I place my keys? That's normal aging. 
you have to worry about a red flag when you forget what keys are for. Or you've used yeah. the microwave, you know, thousands of times, and all of a sudden you stare at the buttons and you can't think what to do, mm. or you can't figure out, how do I roll down my car window now? Mm. Um, it's, it's not going outside and introducing a friend of yours to your neighbor and blanking on their name, even mm. though you've known them for 15 years. Yeah, I've done that. that. I've done that. <laughs> yes. And it, but what is a, a red flag is when you go outside and you see your neighbor you've lived next to for 15 years and you don't have a clue who they are. So it's that kind of dramatic change in functioning that's a red flag, not these normal kinds of forgetting that uh, most of us have. Let's talk about thinking positively about aging. Can that help you live longer, just your thinking about it? Absolutely. I say that there's three ways to enhance uh, our health and age successfully. Motion, emotion, and changed thinking. Emotion means we need to connect to other people. A very bad uh, idea is to get yourself isolated. We know that if a guy has a heart attack and he comes home to an empty house, he's more likely to have a heart, he's four times more likely to have a heart attack uh, again within a year as compared if he comes home to somebody he lives with. Mm -hmm. He's twice as likely uh, to uh, have another heart attack uh, or cuts it in half if he comes home to a dog, for instance. We need companionship. Mm -hmm. We need to be, uh, if we're religious people, we need to be connected to religious groups or friendship groups. We need to stay active, but we need connections to other people. So that's the emotion. And motion Mm -hmm. is what we talked about, about physical activity. Mm -hmm. But the change thinking, that has to do with we all need a sense of purpose. Whether we still work full-time or we volunteer or we devote our lives to helping our children and our grandchildren or we find some way to, to do good with our lives, a sense of purpose, and we've got to get a hold of that attitude. We know that if you have a positive view of aging, you will live 7.5 years longer than if you have a negative view. Isn't that Whoa. something? Mm, so much in the mind, so much amazing, that change thinking. Wow. Well, you know what, though? The studies show that we start to develop our idea of aging in our 40s. I like to mm. say, as you expect to experience an experience, so you experience that experience. So I tell yeah. uh, people who are in midlife, look at what you're thinking about your own aging because you Mm -hmm. live a self-fulfilling prophecy. You need to start imagining vividly a long, successful, vital life well into old age. Yeah, very true. Well, so let's talk about, you know, this fear people have, the big A word, the big D word, dementia and Alzheimer's. Are we all destined to have some form of dementia or Alzheimer's Uh, if we reach? No, we aren't, actually. Um, Really, we're only uh, at age 90, 40 to 50 percent of people have dementia. I interviewed a woman for uh, Redefining Aging who's 109, and Mm. her mind is intact. She has tremendous uh, eye and hearing problems, but she's sharp as a tack. And one of the things she told me is people will judge you on your age on the basis of how you treat them. 
if mm-hmm. you're interested in other people, they won't be thinking about your age. They'll be thinking about how nice you are to them and how mm-hmm. interesting you are and how much you're interested in them mm-hmm. as a person. Mm-hmm. I remember I did a documentary when I lived in North Carolina on positive aging in North Carolina, a television documentary. I produced it, and I interviewed uh, a man, Harley Potter, who started playing golf at 92. He was 106 or 102. He was 102. I went out on the golf course with him, and he started playing at 90, and he had an incredible attitude. He died at 106 and started That's playing wonderful. golf at 90. Yeah, absolutely. One of the mm-hmm. things we need to do is to keep finding an area of life that fits what we're able to do now. For yeah. instance, you might be a farmer who's able to farm a large acreage until you're 75 and have less mobility. And then uh, from 75 to early 80s, you might take care of a large garden. And then when you're in your middle 80s and your mobility is impaired and you have some other kinds of problems, maybe you're taking care of a house full of nice houseplants. And maybe when you're 100, you're sitting in a chair and you're keeping care of a single plant on the windowsill. That's actually a story that was told in one of the books I read by a fellow named Brim about his dad who lived to be 102. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's so much about the um, the attitude. So let's talk about how we can reduce our own risk factors for Alzheimer's disease. We have a couple minutes before break. Go ahead. Absolutely. First of all, you you don't want to get diabetes, and if you get it, you want to get treated. You don't want to you want to get treatment for sleep apnea if you have it. You want to quit smoking, mm-hmm. and it's really important for us not to be obese. Obesity, smoking, sleep apnea. And, and um, inactivity, all of those things double our risk of Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because and we want to avoid head injuries, injuries. we want to and, avoid toxins. Right. And, 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 to, and the reason for that is because the blood is not flowing to the brain as well. Is that absolutely. correct? Absolutely. And that's what exercise does for it. It enriches the blood flow to the brain. It oxygenates that blood. Um, And likewise, when we have connections to other people, it expands our sense of purpose and our will to live because we're connected to others. Mm -hmm. And that was my next question is, does aging lead to loneliness and unhappiness? It's very interesting if you look at the studies because they show that the loneliest years are in our 20s and teens. And people are more depressed uh, when they're young than they are when they're old. Um, Absolutely. That's one of those myths uh, about aging. And uh, the more we buy into those uh, false ideas of aging, the more likely we literally are to hear less well, to remember things uh, less well, to stay active. Uh, we've just got to get those old eye fashioned untrue ideas and myths about aging out of our heads. All right. Uh, I'm talking with Dr. Ann Kaiser Stearns. Her book is Redefining Aging. A Caregiver's Guide to Living Your Best Life. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back, and we are back talking about redefining aging a caregiver's guide to living your best life with Dr. Ann Kaiser Stearns. I'm so excited to talk with her about the possibilities of growth and potential as we age. Dr. Stearns is the author of the national best-selling Living Through Personal Crisis, published in seven languages. She's a professor of behavioral science at the Community College of Baltimore County. She has received excellence in teaching awards from the Maryland Psychological Association and John Hopkins University, as well as Loyola University Medicine, Maryland. Maryland, University of Maryland. Um, all right, welcome back, Anne. Thank you. Yeah, it's really exciting to talk about this um, as a boomer, you know, as a baby boomer and really trying to live a vital, vibrant life. Let's talk about this from the perspective of the caregiver, because many of us, as we get older, we have older parents. So how can caregivers age successfully to achieve the best life for them and for the people they're taking care of? 
Well, we need to remember the story and folklore of John Henry, uh, the steel-driving man, a railroad builder, who hammered a steel drill into rock at such a fast pace that he won a race against a steam-powered hammer, and then he fell over dead. We need to pay attention to the fact that you can get so easily burned out and shorten your own life, impair your own health, increase your own risk of Alzheimer's if you are a caregiver doing that 24-7 and not getting respite. So, so one out of four Americans is a caregiver for an older loved one. And what we need to put at the very top of our advice is you've got to get support. You've got to, if you can't afford a paid caregiver uh, for very often, ask a friend, ask a neighbor or a relative to come in several regular times a week so you can get out not to do shopping and, and not to run errands, but to get exercise, to be with friends, to go to a movie, to uh, do something that's enriching for you. It is so important. If you're going to be a caregiver, you've got to take care of yourself. Yeah, because otherwise you really burn out. And then you can get sick, right? Then you can get out getting sick. And one of the reasons I like to tell the John Henry story, we call it John Henryism. When somebody is complimented for sacrificing so much, even their health for another person, we need to be careful not to send that message to caregivers of great admiration because we want to instead send a, a, a message of thank, thank you and I'm grateful to you and I admire you for all you're doing for, for your loved one, but you've got to take care of yourself and you're not a bad person because you're exhausted and can't do this alone. Yeah, very important. And what are some of the signs of caregiver stress? Depression, anxiety, mm. Impatience, mm-hmm. anger. If mm-hmm. you're finding yourself not being kind to the person you're taking care of and mm-hmm. rushing them and, and, and uh, saying things that uh, uh, kind of make you feel bad about yourself, that you haven't been kind or you've been, you're, or you're being bossy, all of those things are signs that you're stressed and you're not taking care of yourself. The best kind of medicine, again, back to the importance of exercise, the best medicine for burning off stress, and all those things I just mentioned, those are signs of stress. Mm -hmm. And the best medicine is get some exercise and get away and spend some time with the people that uh, give you a sense of self-esteem and give you some fun and give you some nourishment. So that that's really very important because otherwise you can't take care of not to quit your job. A lot of people think, well, I can't really take care of my mother and keep my job. But what we know about people who are caregivers and keep their job if they have one is you get to get away and you're with your uh, colleagues Mm -hmm. and you get a sense of purpose and you get a lot of good feedback about yourself. I can't change the fact that my mother has Alzheimer's, but I can change the things I do at work that make me feel good that I can accomplish this and that and make a difference. Mm -hmm. You're making a difference as a caregiver with your loved one, but you have to be so careful not to get burned out. Right. All right. So we've got a few minutes left. So let's talk about some of the legal documents that everyone should prepare to ensure their safety and finances and wishes when they're not here. I know that's not always positive, but we do need to we do need to be proactive. 
I wrote a letter to my daughters, uh, which is an epilogue uh, to Redefining Aging. And it was a way to say to my daughters what I hope they'll keep in mind when I'm old. I talked about being grateful for my life, and I told them how much I love them and the meaning they gave to my life. But I also told them, I trust you to take care of me when I'm old, but I, don't, I want you to take care of yourself. Be kind to me, but be kind to yourself. We also need a, a will or a living trust. Some of us need both of those. We need an advanced directive where we tell our children, uh, what kinds of intervention do you want? If, I, if they say, I'm brain dead, um, I don't want to be kept alive. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to be resuscitated if, they're, if what I'm suffering for uh, has no remedy and I'm, I'm going to uh, just lie in bed and, and uh, be in pain. We can go to a lawyer. It doesn't cost very much money. It's a, or we can just get that document from our physician and, mm-hmm. and fill that in. Uh, it gives us different choices as to what we're comfortable with, how much intervention we want in what kinds of circumstances. Mm-hmm. And then we need a, a legal power of attorney so that um, if we uh, have a significant sickness and we're unable to do our family business, uh, a loved one has the authority to make the house payments or pay our medical bills and and, and manage things. All right. We have just a couple minutes left, so I really want to ask you this. Um, Two things, two questions. One is the most important thing we need to counter feelings of vulnerability and why happiness is a choice and how we can maintain our happiness. Okay. It is so important to understand that bad things happen to everybody. There's so many things I can't control. Maybe I'll have a stroke. Maybe uh, diabetes runs in my family and I have a higher risk. Uh, There are different kinds of things that happen to us over which we do not have control. Mm -hmm. But uh, what we do have control is what will our attitude be in response to that? How will I respond to these hardships and challenges? And there we have a choice. We have a choice to say, I'm going to choose to be as happy as I can be. I'm going to choose to be as active as I can be. When I have to limit some of my activities, I'm going to find ways to be, uh, live meaningfully and purposefully in the ways that I'm still able. There's still a choice of what will my response be when I'm facing different challenges. Nobody mm-hmm. can take away your attitude in response to mm-hmm. what you face. All right. How can people find your book and find you? Okay. My book is selling like hotcakes on Amazon.com. Wonderful. Uh, uh, It's very thrilling, Redefining Aging. And um, you can also go to my website. My website is ankaisersterns.com, A-N-N-K-A-I-S-E-R-S-T-E-A-R-N-S.com. All right. Anne, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the program. It really thank has. Thank you. My pleasure also. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks. That wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, and write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list. And go to my website, PatriciaRaskin.com. Until next time, have a great week. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. We'll be right back. 